how you're doing today. I'm doing well, and I actually have a copy of the announcements, which you would usually get to read, <laughs> but since, uh, since this is all very last minute, <laughs> let me, let me read, the, uh, read the announcement. Sounds great. Here we go. Uh, recording and listening is a simple and powerful tool that assists us in accessing the wisdom, love, and compassion that is our authentic nature. Our five-week class, which begins September 22nd, includes recording and listening exercises and time in class to process your experience. True Reflections is a six-week virtual training in cultivating attention on awareness to help participants nurture a lifelong friendship with wisdom, love, and compassion. The next class starts September 25th and is for those who have taken the introductory recording and listening classes. Our Reflective Listening Buddies program offers awareness practitioners unique support. It requires participants to show up for themselves and another every week for 30 minutes. A new quarter of this popular program begins October 15th. Do you find that your efforts to keep a commitment are sabotaged by conditioning? The Keeping Commitments Buddies program also begins October 15th and pairs participants with a buddy for accountability and support during this compassionate training. For these and other practice opportunities, visit livingcompassion.org. Very exciting. It's always, it's always an exciting time practice when we, re, we open a whole bunch of uh, registrations all at once and people have all sorts yes. of opportunities to practice. Especially in the middle of a very, very fun email class. Yeah, yeah, for sure, sure. All right, should we get started here? Yes, please. Thank you, Bob. Okay, I'm going to unmute our first caller. First caller, you're now live on the air. Will you please introduce yourself? Hi, it's Emily from Seattle. Hey, Emily. Hi. Um, well, I'm getting a little nervous. Um, in the queue, um, I had sort of planned on talking about something, and then isn't that funny how like the problem goes away when you get present? Yeah, it was just like what a wonderful like, insight to share. Yeah, yes. Is I I mean I think I've been working on it and looking at it a lot and then it was just kind of like I thought no I that now it feels forced like that's that's okay I'm I'm good about that right now <laughs> so mm -hmm. and I was sitting here like okay I now, now it was just my challenge like to stay in the queue and to celebrate my birthday with Sangha today Oh, well, happy birthday, Emily. And if Thank we could you. unmute all, us all, we would all sing your happy birthday song. But let's just assume <laughs> that we're all humming it for you in the religious environment. Thanks. Um, Is there something you would like to look at, else you would like to look at, or even look at that process and, and, see, and say what was going yeah. on for you and how you came to well, this place of insight? Yeah, maybe I'll just mention like um I was I was on Saturday I was planning my birthday cuz I was thinking what would I really like to do. And it was a day like that Saturday 
it felt like was my birthday celebration because everything, Mm -hmm. I just watched everything kind of fall into place from um, all the things we've been practicing, like parenting, sexuality was connected and then connected to addiction, like this sugar addiction, which was the thing I was was front and center. And so it was like everything kind of... Um, Life made, gave you a large birthday present. Yes, yes. It was like I had the biggest gift that day. <laughs> and I, I was just like, uh-huh. in planning my birthday, I thought, okay, I'm going to have these practice opportunities. And, and then I want to spend the day in gratitude with... Um, how my sister and my wife are are recovering right now, and I just wanted to mm-hmm. felt like I just want to be with that. Like that is my gift. Um, mm-hmm. Like right now, and and then I was just I then I found that compassion. Like suddenly I was just having a bath in compassion, where I was mm-hmm. like, where is this coming from? Like, it just felt like the thing I had always wanted. And that was my, yeah, that was my birthday celebration, celebration then, which is totally mm-hmm. different from my day today. But mm-hmm. <laughs> then, uh-huh. it, so in that, part of that process was, um, oh, well, I'm kind of moving on now to that other topic I had mm-hmm. is that okay oh absolutely absolutely okay. it's just that just to reflect that it's so unexpected when the gift arrives and how the gift arrives and that the gift arrives right and if we're here for yeah. it it's that delightful miraculous oh my gosh place yeah yeah it was just like that's what it was like where I, I don't know I felt like I just wanted to call you guys and say Thank you. (laughs) Yeah, um, yeah, so then um, I was the thing I had been looking at was I was working with a conversation from uh, last week about addiction and and it really, the bell rang for me. Like um, I could see how I was focused was, had been working on this sugar thing, like trying not to eat sugar, and then I, I realized about that that um, I was looking. It was I got super focused on the content versus uh, that. Well, I wrote it down. Ego persuades us it's the behavior that needs to change. Mm-hmm. And it's hiding behind that. Mm-hmm. And then I suddenly I felt freed by that, like just by seeing that I felt freed. But then, mm-hmm. and then I allowed like, oh, it's not about the sugar. And then like I think ego, like I was actually really happy, like truly happy and truly free. But then I felt like ego took that and as an excuse to go have a sugar splurge. And then I got caught back in it again. Like, 
like, oh, shoot. Mm. I was just on the other side of it, I guess. So Right. Well, <laughs> and that's the practice, practice piece of it, right, Emily? Because if we're doing a process Q&A kind of uh, training facilitation around something like that, so we feel free because we because there's awareness that is brought to the issue. It's not the behavior; mm-hmm. it's it's the relationship with conditioning that we're trying to alter here. But just because mm-hmm. we see it uh, doesn't mean necessarily that we're present to be seeing it all the time. So now I have to support myself to apply the insight, right? And so mm-hmm. when an opportunity happens, like what happened, I went unconscious. And I went and, and did the exact behavior. So the be, so mm-hmm. I'm, I can see that the behavior is not the problem, but I'm still executing the behavior. And there's a lot of and there's beatings on the other side. How could you do that? You just thought you were free. What's wrong with you? Blah 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 mm-hmm. blah, blah blah. You don't have enough self will, no self willpower. You're not practicing whatever, right? Mm-hmm. So on the other side of the behavior, the practice is no self hate. Whatever happens, no reviews, right? But the insight mm-hmm. is, it's, e- it's my relationship with ego that I have to work on in order not to, uh, to, to be talked into the behavior that I don't want to do. I no longer want to be controlled by the conditioning that I see is the issue. And so then you train to support yourself in seeing that ego is the problem and sugar is not the problem. And so now, now the question becomes, how do you alter your relationship to ego around the, around the content, not how do you alter, your, alter the behavior? And so something alter has... My, alter my relationship with ego around the content? Yeah, so for example, uh-huh. I, I, have, uh, I have a tendency to really want to eat after 9 o'clock. And so I have sticky signs on my cupboard and on my refrigerator and on the oven and on everywhere. And says it's in big letters it says, take care of her by not eating after 7 o'clock. On my refrigerator it says, don't eat anything that's not good for you. And it doesn't just make you want to do that more? Well, no, because that, it brings me here. Now I get to choose whether or not I want to eat or not, not go unconscious. And I just use that as an example mm-hmm. to if, if what you want to do is to have conscious awareness be the arbiter of whether or not you eat sugar or not, not ego. And so if you, if you articulate yeah. the problem that way, then you're looking for the ways in which you know you are. Maybe you hide a bag of sweets underneath your bed, and then there's a closet full of chocolate bars. And when everything else has been thrown out or hidden, you go and seek to have a hit that way. Or in your favorite walk back, you can stop at the ice cream store and get a large ice cream. You know where you get. You've been working on this for so long. You are aware of the ways in which you're vulnerable to going unconscious. And so you Mm -hmm. just create the support in all of those places to bring you to conscious awareness. And then just watch Mm -hmm. what happens. And then what? And then watch what happens. Uh I remember once when I I had a practice for a couple of 30 days of listening to a recording when I went to the grocery store. 
So I just didn't sneak a, a box of chocolates into my bag when I wasn't eating chocolates, right? But the recording would say, remember, you are only buying things that you don't want to buy this and you don't want to be tempted to buy that and whatever. And I'm talking myself through the choices I want to make for the commitment I want to keep. Well, isn't, wouldn't that be a time to look at the ego under that? Because then the focus is back on the content there, right? True, absolutely. So it, it, I, I'm just giving you an example. So what you get to do now is to look at the, the ego is talking me into the behavior. So if I don't, and the only reason it is able to talk me into the behavior is because I'm not there. I'm not there to advocate for Emily. Mm. Oh, yes, yes. So that's when you need to call on that person right. to say how, for that recording. That's right. Yeah. That you call the call on that person because I know that uh, I, I'm. I go with a list. I'm going to go shopping. And at some point, I get distracted, a phone call comes through, and then suddenly I'm checking out with, some, with, a, with a carton of ice cream, which I swore I would not buy before I, left the, before I went into the store. So the, the, the yeah. way in which you train to apply the insight is based on the insight. Oh, I just need to, it, it's not the behavior I need to change, it's my relationship with ego. Okay, so now I get to see what my relationship with ego is, that causes this behavior because I go unconscious and then support myself to remember, Mm -hmm. to recollect, Mm -hmm. not to go unconscious so that ego has a relationship with sugar rather than me having a relationship with Emily that allows her to be present enough to decide whether or not she needs to eat a chocolate bar. Mm -hmm. The, The thing I really liked seeing on Saturday was that compassion, like, oh, that person needs compassion that's, you know, that's been neglected, like feels unhappy, and so does that behavior to mask that bad feeling, and now it's kind of a habit. Not oh, that's very, out. and that's very interesting to see too, right? So your your support structure might be whenever you feel like that, uh, you could pick up the recorder and do a two-handed recording to say, why are you unhappy, Emily? Is it something we could talk about? Yeah, yeah. And then I and did. your post-it note yeah. on your refrigerator could say, talk to Emily first before you eat before you eat the chocolate. Yeah, yeah, I like that. Sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off. Was there something you were saying? Um, I forgot. <laughs> um, oh, it was that I, I felt like I had that experience, what you're talking about, like after that, when I was in that compassion, I did go to the grocery store and I got some treats and I felt really happy. And then I came and was really present and I ate just a healthy lunch and a a little bit of something. But I Mm -hmm. was very conscious like, oh, I can have that or I can have that. No big deal. I want the healthy Mm -hmm. thing. 
but that mm-hmm. just didn't yes. last that long. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's because you need to train, right? We need to train at that. And it's what uh, Sherry says, Sherry said in the, on that show, I think, that you don't do the behavior because you choose, you, you, you choose because you don't want to anymore. Not because you should, not because you're trying to right. meet some nebulous standard, right? But you have to train to that place where you don't want to. You had a wonderful experience of being happy, being present, being full, and therefore not having to feed the behavior and being conscious about your choice. Yeah. So it's being conscious that you're training in and consciousness coming from compassion. Yeah, yeah, that compassion is key, Mm -hmm. I noticed. Mm -hmm. Okay. Yes, it is. Well, great. Thank you. Thank you. Thanks, Emily. Very much. Bye. Bye. Thanks, Emily. And there's so much love about that conversation, Ashwini. And the thing that I was looking at around that is, you know, how much, you know, conditioning is constantly doing this misdirection. You know, mm-hmm. like, you know, for us to be constantly looking over here, essentially at the content, rather than what kind mm-hmm. of conditioning is doing. And, right. mm-hmm. and, and it's such a, it's where, to me at least, you know, training has been the most helpful is to, you know, again and again, set the intention initially to be paying attention to the process as a way to remind myself, yes, that's where, where I want my attention. Mm. Brilliant, yes. So the focus of attention is the, is, is the ability to support myself. Sorry, I'm, I'm creating a support structure in the training to support myself to recollect the process intention. So right. that I can't be misdirected by ego to focus on the content. Right, yeah. and maybe the equally as important piece of it for me is that, you know, when, when I come to, to awareness and I see the process, you know, and I see what conditioning is doing, it's like, it's like, okay, well, now we can actually, in presence, you know, fix the content, make that turn out that we want it to, and then I'm just back in it again. But, you know, it's just it's that it, it is, it, you know, just how, how much of a pull the content is because that's what the conditioning, conditioning is always done to, to hook. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. It really takes, there's so many phases of training with it, right? Because you, you get familiar with how ego uh, changes, changes the dynamics. And so I have to get to know that process of doing the behavior in order to see how ego operates or operates me, and then that gives me insight in, in how to change the behavior. Yeah, yeah. that's great. Yeah. Mm. Great chess game. Yeah. yeah. So we're, we're going to take a break now, Ashwini, uh, to hear something about uh, recording and listening, and then we'll be back to talk to more callers. Thank you, Bob. Recording and listening is one of the most powerful tools for ending suffering. RL is based on a radical idea that rather than being lost in a conversation in conditioned mind, we can live in a conversation about what's true, what's real, what's arising in life in the moment. With recording and listening, we develop the powerful skill of directing the attention, enabling us to access the wisdom, love, and compassion that is our authentic nature. 
We have two RL classes to train in this amazing tool and experience its benefits. The first is a five-week experiential class designed for newcomers and old-timers alike. We'll do exercises together in class to learn the techniques. Then between classes, we'll practice those techniques. The second, True Reflections, lasts six weeks and builds on the first class, assisting us to further cultivate a friendship of a lifetime that will support us through the undulations of a human existence. These courses are offered quarterly. Please check the website and look for announcements for upcoming start dates. Experience the joy of presence with the support of recording and listening. All right, and we're back, Ashwini. And I can attest that uh, I've taken both classes probably many times at this point. And, uh, it's just, uh, for me, it, it's always new, you know, when I take the class again and just really kind of strengthens my own practice. Ashwini, let me see if you got... Bob? Yes. That, 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 so, it was so wonderful to hear that little ad that we normally play, uh, that we used to play during Good News Update. And I also think there might be another actual interview with one of our facilitators that we wanted to play during Good News Update. I don't know if you can find it. And if not, we'll just know that um, we can pick that up some other time. Yeah. Um, hmm. Yeah, I don't. I'm not seeing that one, Ashwini. Okay. Seeing. Well. <laughs> well, it was lovely to hear. It was lovely to hear the voice of one of our participants and facilitators introducing that. And so, um, how about we just bring on our next caller? Okay. Sounds good. All right. Next caller, you're now live on the air. Will you please introduce yourself. Oh, hi, it's Anne in uh, Manhattan, New York. Hi, Anne. Hi. Um, I was really enjoying the last conversation. Um, I guess what dropped in for me about that was um, I like to take a lot of different classes and learn things. And what I realized um, during the record and listen uh, advert and what you were saying was, I think there's something about the sense of a community all focusing on a topic of interest that I enjoy more perhaps than the actual, I mean, I enjoy learning. But it's the energy of the group because I feel safe in a group that way. My, uh, um, what am I trying to say? Um, I just like it, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> but that's, oh, I know what it is. Anything. That was the only way I knew how to communicate, to be in a group, was like in a class. Like I never had a group where I could just go and hang out with people in person. Like I, we, I have Sangha here, which I've, I'm so grateful to have been, to be participating in for, I don't know, since like 2014 or 
even now, even before when my mom died, um, 2008. Since 2008, I've, I've known the practice. I haven't yet to come in person. That will happen, but um, yeah, I don't well, know. There's something about community where we're all focusing and practicing the same process, mm -hmm. and I think that's mm -hmm. what I was trying to. Be aware well, of what you're pointing. Well, I think what you're pointing to, and right, is is why the Buddha left us with Sangha as a jewel, because they, they it's such a uh, we can't do it alone, and mm -hmm. there's such a power in doing it together, for all of those reasons that we talk about, uh, that we like coming together as a Sangha, right? So, firstly, um, it. It, it gives us a sense of not being alone. It gives mm -hmm. us a sense of how universal all our processes of suffering are. It mm. gives us a sense of how good, how to access a goodness because we see it reflected in other people and we can't see it in ourselves. And so we have a sense of mirrors that assist us to see things that we would not have otherwise seen. Every Every person has is going to say something that will resonate for me. And if, even if I don't have all of those, those experiences personally as I do the class, what everyone else is saying is, is brings uh, such a level of information that I might not even have, it might not have even occurred to me, right? Mm -hmm. And so there's just, and then, and then if there's a reason we come together, so much the better because it gives us a focus for discussion and conversation and exploration. Take the personality out of it. Mhm, mm mhm, mm mhm, mm mhm. Yeah, I'm just so grateful for this, this, and to be um, uh, showing up consistently again. I think um, is nice also, um, and just putting mm -hmm. myself in the queue and just not really having anything, and yet something drops in. So. Um, mm -hmm. Just yeah. to, um, because it's participation. Yes. Right. It's participation that allows us to experience ourselves as a part of. Mm, and participating oh. consistently is what assists us to know that we truly belong because this is the forum or the place in which we have that experience of being a part of. <sighs> That makes my heart so happy. I think that that's a, a part of is the mm, process I needed to learn because I didn't have that mm -hmm. early as a child. I didn't mm -hmm. mm, experience it. Perhaps I had it, but I don't know. <laughs> you know what I yeah, mean? Exactly. <laughs> We have lots of experiences that we don't know we're having. Yes. Maybe because we don't have the vocabulary for it. Maybe we, because we've never explored it and internalized it. Mm -hmm. Or we've never practiced it. Right? Practiced receiving uh, belonging is very different from knowing what belonging is. Yes. Yes. Oh, yes. Thank you, Jessica. Thank you. This just um, grateful for everyone. Thank you. That's all. Thanks, Sam. Go happy. Bye. Go happy. Thanks, Anne.
Ashwini, I'm going to bring on the next caller. Next caller, you're now live on the air. Will you please introduce yourself? Hi, this is Asta. Hey, Sota. I just logged in into the call, so I, ju I, I haven't heard anything that happened before. I'm sorry. Um, All right. We're here now. Ah, fantastic. Um, the, there, is something in, there is something that I'm really um, happy about um, that I'm using practice to, to live it well, which is um, I decided to, to take three months off of uh, my job to work on a creative project that I have. Um, and uh, this is the end of the first month. And uh, I, I, I cashed in a pension fund that I had. That it wasn't much money, but to leave these months. And, uh, and uh, like some people do to travel around the world, you know. But I just want to use it to read and to create for a project that I have. And, of course, conditioning wants to ruin it, uh, saying... Uh, Ah, you're doing nothing all day and this and that, you know, and it's so hard. And uh, I don't know what I would do without recording and listening because every, like, it really wants to destroy these uh, three months that I'm giving myself as an enormous gift. And uh, it's trying to make them miserable. So I'm really thankful for them, for the resources mm -hmm. that I have to, to, to enjoy it instead. Oh. Absolutely. Yeah, when there's no, t there, there's a lot of space to focus the attention on the, on the creativity of the intelligence that animates, then, you know, you're lost to ego. So its campaign starts up and we really do need a specific tool to assist us, to assist us and support us to be here. Yes, exactly. Also because it's like a gift that my 70-year-old self is giving to my current self now because it was money for her. <laughs> and so I'm like, wow, I really have to enjoy her gift, you know? Mm -hmm. so, so, yeah, it's a Yeah, right well, I really want to enjoy her gift. I want I mean, the to. conditioning says you should enjoy yeah. the gift or you can't, or you're not enjoying it or you waste, whatever it says, right? But the... Um, I think it's that wonderful place, right, Soda, that we talk about is we give back to life when we enjoy what life has given us. We give back to life. Yeah, ah, so, yes, so to give back to life and to my 70 years also as part right, of life. By fully enjoying it. Yeah, yeah by fully enjoying it. But if you know how hard it's making it, but, well, I'm, really, I have to recognize when I'm really being told I'm wasting my time and record and listen. But sometimes I don't recognize it for hours. But thank God, then I recognize it. Yes, thank God we recognize it. Even and, now, and part of the... This is why I was missing the show. I didn't realize it was on. And I was like, oh, no, I haven't mm -hmm. done anything today. And my, my alarm went off on my phone. But I didn't look at it, and I only looked at it half an hour later and realized the show, the radio show was going on. Sorry for interrupting. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah, no, I, I, just that it is, it's, it's like um, 
it's a giant, it's a different version of sitting on the cushion and meditating, right? Suddenly, 30 minutes, the bell, bell rings, and I'm still, I'm counting to 175 or something like that. Mm-hmm. I realize it's but that ability, that the structure on the cushion is very similar to a space to create. We keep coming yeah. back to one. We keep coming back to one. If we wander off, we keep coming back to one. And the importance of uh, the importance of a practice structure or of of training is to realize that we need something to bring us back. Interrupt or some kind of a structure or something that assists us to come back here, which is the breath and the count in meditation. Mm-hmm. Exactly, exactly. And in creativity, well, from, from the little I notice is not something I'm very trained into, but in creativity is stop listening to the voice and just uh, doing what, what you love, yeah, focusing on what you're doing, yeah. Uh-huh. That's exactly right. And, and so you could, you know, just if you're looking for structures, you could set your alarm to be four, four times a, a day in order to know that you might wander off and within course. Mm-hmm. And so there's a deliberate interruption that is your coming back to one on the cushion. Mm-hmm. And what would you recommend? Uh, set the alarm and notice if I'm being... Uh beaten up or set the alarm and what do what do i do when the alarm rings well well you could you could record and listen or be here come back here it's just a it's it's a way of of calling you let's think about you don't have to do anything other than come back here but it's a call to presence right Mm -hmm. yes but i think probably because you might i love you (laughs) yeah So it really depends. I mean, I don't know what your creative project is, but let's just say you've decided to paint mm-hmm. uh, or write. And, mm. uh, and then you know that you, you, you like a leisurely morning and you write best uh, between, before lunch. Mm-hmm. And so you set, up a, you set up the timer and you're writing and sometimes you know that uh, you, you don't sit down at 10 o'clock because there's a tendency to to do something else, right? So based on how you know your, what your intention is for the project that is creative, you create a support structure around it that assists you to not wander off. This is so interesting because it also would force me to pay attention to, to the most uh, creative moments, yeah? Like, not to, yeah. Right. Uh, because yes. I don't even know when I do it better, you know, so yes. far. I'm very confused, yeah. Uh-huh. Yes. Well, well, so to me, that's the first. Whenever, uh-huh. this is my, my, soap, uh, my band, uh, what is it called? Soapbox, not, yeah, soapbox, right? Which is first part, that the, when we approach any training process, the first thing we want to learn is how does ego create resistance for me when... When am I most vulnerable to it? And then what, are, what, what, what can I know about my own rhythm that set me up for success? And then I create support structures around it. And the best way to do that is to say, okay, this is the first week of my month off. I, I, what's important to me is I want to sit, then I want to exercise, 
I want four hours for my creative project, and I want an hour to hour for lunch. So for this, for the next three days, I'm going to experiment with a structure just to watch. Do I keep that structure? When do I keep it? When do I not keep it? What works? What doesn't work? And I learn how to uh, support myself to keep my commitment and be successful. Oh, this sounds amazing. This sounds amazing. Yes, yes, yes. And because I can just pick an option, try it for three days, and then after three days, see what went went, what went wrong, and change it. Yes, yes, yes. And so yeah, I can have no because that's the structure. Yeah, because what yeah. conditioning is going to say, you know, you need to be creative at 5, 5 a.m. in the morning because between 5 and, and 11, uh, 9 o'clock is your peak creativity. Now, if I'm a night owl and I don't wake up at 5 o'clock, then having my creative project be at 5 a.m. in the morning is sabotage. Yeah. Uh-huh. Right? Yeah. So I, but I, if I don't know that, then I will create a, a structure that works for ego to create suffering and tell me that I'm wasting my time and I'm failing at the gift, in enjoying the gift, rather than, okay, well, I don't know, so let me find out. Let me find out how to make this possible by seeing how ego gets me not to make it possible and by re- learning the, the, the innate orientations of success for me. Oh my God, I'm so excited. I, I, the moment the call is over, I'm going to write a possible schedule. I, I'm, uh, I'm super excited, really. It, uh, <laughs> yeah. And also because, yeah. yeah, if the gift is from my 70-year-old self, if the gift is learning to be creative for three months without self-hate, that's, it. that's an, the best gift she could ever give me, you know, regardless that, of whatever right. happens with the project, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I think you just made a very, very important point is the clarity of the objective. Because if you want, if you say, I want to paint, but I don't care how the painting gets created, that's one way to support yourself. But if you say the whole objective is painting without self-hate, now there's a component, there's a different component to it. Yes, my whole objective is doing these things without self-hate. Excellent. Then you know that, every, that, that uh, the how is more, as important as the what. And so now your support structure can include both, right? But if you didn't identify one piece of what your objective was, you couldn't create the structure that, would be, that you could be successful around. Oh, yes, I totally hadn't, you know. I'm so I'm so excited. Oh my god, I'm so happy. <laughs> All right. Well, keep us posted. I will. I will. Thank you. Thank you so much. Gasha, thank you. Thanks, Sota. Thanks, Sota, and uh, another great conversation, Ashwini. And I seem like there's a theme here of of just training. <laughs> yes. <laughs> you know, and, and I loved how you laid that out, and I can't I can't uh, repeat it back, but. You know about you know you know starting with that question you know how how does ego create resistance for me you know and kind of going through those steps because you know as as you two were talking about it just seems so important to be uh, you know setting intention about where where I want to pay attention 
you mm-hmm. know, which I think that's what that, that accomplishes. Mm-hmm. Precisely. Yeah. How how is resistance? How does resistance happen? And when when am I most vulnerable to what ego does to talk me out of X Y Z? When is when does self hate ramp up the most? Uh, and when is it? When do I feel open to life? And how can I be successful? That's really the question. How can I make it work? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And that just becomes clear as we're going about our days. Uh, you know what what the intentions are. You know, and and mm-hmm. you know, because because that the way you laid it out just now, it's like, yes, I, you know, if. if if it's someone who wants to do art or for someone who wants to build something or whatever it is, you know, that, that they want to be free just to do that with life. You know, whereas mm-hmm. conditioning says, well, I want to have this end product. <laughs> and <Right. laughs> you're going to suffer along the way, yeah. essentially. Yeah. Yes, without any clarity on the how to do that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right. All right. I'm going to bring on the next caller, Ashwini. Next caller, you're now live on the air. Will you please introduce yourself? Hi, Ashwini. It's Todd. Hey, Todd. Hey. Um, just in the queue, participating. Nothing really specific to look at, except maybe um, similar to what I discussed this morning on the uh, year-long retreat radio show about um, being in transition and going through a lot of um, changes in my residence, which hasn't happened in five years. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. A a time of transition is very, very interesting, right, Todd? Because it, it, I projected it, brings up so much to look at. <laughs> yes, yeah, so much to look at um, because the, the thing that I've been most fascinated with is the discernment between life dropping in encouragements or suggestions or ideas about the transition and ego having its own uh, play on it to... Uh, intensify the suffering. Mm. Yeah, it is a fascinating discernment. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Say more. Um, well, uh, I guess for starters, uh, it wasn't by ch- personal choice. It was by the property owners deciding that they needed my space for family and uh, and said that I would uh, be looking for a new place to live. And then I had to uh, work with that uh, after being here five years, going, oh, okay, wow, I didn't see that coming. I I thought this was my, you know, I'm in my 60s, so I thought, you know, I made an assumption (laughs) that this was Mm -hmm. perhaps my my last residence, and I'd be totally very pleased with that, because I love it here, and it's in the country, and it's, on a three-acre berry farm, it's very monastic, uh, very quiet, a lot of mythology. So I got to look at that, and then life dropped in ideas uh, about, you know, um, how I would incorporate this transition 
and and then ego had a lot to say about it too. So that's where I'm kind of at about um, looking at uh, uh, where I where I proceed because I I have till the end of September to leave the premises. Uh huh. Yeah. So yes, the unexpected curveball. It really assists <laughs> uh, us to see the 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 uh, expectations. And yes. it's a process, right, of tremendous mm-hmm. compassion mm-hmm. to to um, allow ourselves to to respond with a yes to that right. to such big to such a big change, right? Yeah. So you, you're you're going you're going to have to leave something that you think that you're going to be there for for a while, and it just because it's not that you you actively think that until you're you're given other information. <laughs> right, we're just attending to whatever needs to be attended to and going along True. with it. And wow, uh, here here is something that is a life prompt that requires me to go through whatever my likes, my dislikes, my preferences, my expectations mm. to go to accept it. Right. My grief, my disappointment, anger, whatever. Yeah. <laughs> uh, shaking yeah. my fist, whatever it is, to go. Okay, this is how it is. Now, if that's a given. Let me be open to the possibility of how to say yes to it. Right. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And and as he, human beings <laughs> who are deeply conditioned um, to um, have uh, beliefs and assumptions and expectations, it's it's difficult to drop all those and and be open to to life's yes and to life's prompts. Uh, and that's yes. that's where I am. Uh, uh, actively working with and 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 I'm I'm challenged for sure. Uh, so Todd, absolutely, because it's not a wholesale yes, right? It's not like you say yes and all the details in terms of where you're going to live, how you're going to pack your house up, what you're going to right. do with your bike and car, and where you're going yes. to live next. Just also drops in whole cloth, right? That's the, right. that's the unfolding yes. And so, mm-hmm. so say a little bit more about the challenge. What is the, and perhaps, I don't know if, you're, uh, if it's helpful to talk about the specific example of, of trying to discern the difference, but what is the challenge? Or what are you feeling challenged by? I think I'm feeling challenged by uh, the the appearance of the, um, the the amount of moving parts and and details that need mm-hmm. to be uh, uh, need to be uh, looked or, or, or done you know accomplished to 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 make this move and the the overwhelming egoic presence of siphoning off this human's life force which is made me quite fatigued and depressed and suicidal and uh, lethargic and, 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 and has really thwarted those uh, attempts to, um, you know, do those tasks which I believe are required to make the move. Uh-huh. And so is the is the siphoning of the energy in the form of does it have a specific form like is it fear is it uh is it 
feeling unsupported or what is the form of the the egoic presence for you yeah that is just a brilliant question and i i i i i just i can sense it now that you've prompted that it is um the form of the egoic presence is I, I, of course, it's in the story. So it, the story is I'm kind of at the end. You know, I'm 60 years. I'm at, in mid mid 60s. So I'm at kind of at the endish. Although you know, Sherry would differ in her 80s. So it, it, you know, <laughs> yeah. I mean, well, she's like yeah. a spring chicken, right? So so yeah. I can't really go uh-huh. with that. But that's the story. Is you know, I'm kind of at the end. So you know what? Uh, you know, ah, all this work that's ahead. Uh, what's the point? You know, what, why, why, it's like, yeah, the presence is, uh, really, I think it's the underlying theme or process is, is apathy. It's like, and, mm-hmm. and I'm dogged with my karmic, uh, uh, disposition, which I've had from the beginning of this practice that I became aware of is, and I've talked about this a million times, is, I don't want to I don't feel like it and it's just it's quagmire it's a quagmire of I know I need to uh, do this today you know I need to do ABC and then I get the quagmire and I get a and then B and C don't get done and then B and C add tomorrow and then I got D and E and before you know it I've got the whole alpha that yeah. I have to do with right so mm-hmm. it's like yeah. it's like yeah it's it's like uh, I and I've, and I've got a time frame so we're on the 12th of September I've got 18 days and if I if I get A and and B through the alphabet does not get done, it's going to be a nightmare at the end of this month. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, yeah, it is a hard place, right? Because right. the the process you're talking about is there's such an attention on the conversation that yeah. that the energy gets leached out. And if right. there's no energy, if all of the energy is going to ego, then mm-hmm. there there is the human being with no ability to bring the attention to to execute on well to listen to life to say what's what now but also to do anything right yeah yeah. because by the time you get around to a you have no energy left for b and c and so there it is Um, i'm going to sit on the couch and nothing gets done and just feel more and more miserable yes yes and that's not to say or or, or that i mean life life is offering uh, the, the ongoing prompts and encouragements of what seems to be a logical process of events. I mean, uh, life is constantly giving me prompts like, oh, you know, let's let's sort our clothes, let's look at our kitchen items, let's uh, look at our banking, you know, let's look at, uh, you know. So there's no lack of life's prompts. That that isn't the issue for sure. Mm-hmm. Life, right. Life's on my side. Life is saying, you know what? I'll, I'll guide you through this whole process, but you got to get off the couch. You got to get your butt in gear, and you've got to do the things that I'm prompting. Uh, I, I mean, it's not life isn't demanding. Well, it doesn't even say that, right, Todd? No, I mean, it if doesn't. it did give us a, a you know, a, 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 a shove off the couch, it would be helpful. But that's the part <laughs> that we have to. <laughs> we we have to muster the energy, right? And and so Todd, just as a you know, just looking at how to support yourself in the process. I mean, I think a, a, a gander to the depression book would be really really helpful because the the process that is being it is truly the process here seems like it's a uh, 
the the it's a depression of your life force, right? Yes, yes. And there's so many um, suggestions in the depression book about how to open the portal of the life energy. Thank you. I, I will. I will. Um, I, I've got an audio book. I will um, uh, go to the. Uh, I will listen to Sherry's um, wonderful voice and listen to the depression book and and listen to the guidance and and it, this has been so helpful because already I can feel energy freeing up just uh, right. um, getting on the call and having support. So thank you for that. That is huge. Well, and may I Todd, because part of what you know, if you if you think about this as a training process. Yeah. your opportunity to go up against an, a very old karma and, and go through it. Yeah. Then it recontextualizes this from I'm trying to move residents and I really don't want to because I thought I was settled and blah, 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 yeah. to yeah. I, I'm, I'm training to pay attention moment by moment to have, uh, to, to have choice over my life force and liberated from that conditioned process, but it recontextualizes what you're doing. I don't know if that's helpful or not, but one of the things that to me, in both the training structure as well as in the depression book, I, I mean, the image that Sherry would say in the book is, I couldn't get out of bed. But then yeah. I would look at, what can I do? I, can I move an eyebrow? Can I move a foot? Can I move a three toes? And, yeah. and just do that, right? Because that is yeah. releasing the energy a little by little. So can I put my feet on the floor? Can yeah. I make it to the chair? Yeah. And there's such compassion in, in trying to assist the human being to choose the smallest gradient of difficulty that cannot be resisted by ego mm -hmm. to do something. And that's how we do it. Because yeah. a moment is that small. In that moment, what, what is the, it, it's a calibration to the energy available that then frees up more energy. And so even for an hour a day or something like that, to set, yeah. yourself, set, it, set it up to go, life says, let's do banking. I don't want it. I don't feel like it. Yeah. Well, can you get up and move to the computer? Yes. Can you type in the URL? Right. Can you open up and... Put in your username and password. Yeah. And you look at one bank statement. Yeah. And literally uh, go up against the ego by simply breaking down the task within quotes, which feels so overwhelming, to the mm -hmm. smallest increments possible that you, you don't experience resistance. Yes. That is extremely helpful, and um, I, I've, I've had machinations of exactly what you've described, uh, and I've had uh, that, that I've been able to um, actually uh, follow that process. And what life is is just telling me is um, six six square inches, baby steps at a time. Just look at six square inches or one foot, and just focus on that mm -hmm. area. That's it. We're yeah. oh, you've got one box. Okay. We're just going to look at that box. We're going to sort it mm -hmm. and go through that box. That's that's it. We're not looking. I mean, the thing is with ego, ego is, is the overwhelm is it, it 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 has to bring in a panoramic view of everything all at once. Right? That's exactly right. Exactly. Yeah, everything needs is, to have been done yesterday. Exactly. And all at once, everything everywhere. It's that great movie, but I can't think of the title. But mm -hmm. that's what it feels like. But with life, yes. life is mm -hmm. that. That's okay. Baby steps, yeah. One breath at yeah. a time. 
one box at a time. Oh, just here it is. The the you know the silverware drawer. That's it. But just pull out the silverware drawer, set it down, and go. Okay, go through it. What goes to the Salvation Army? What do we take? So so I've had yeah. that experience, and thank you for reminding me of it that I can use that and go forward. Yes, and also if you have any support, and allies are so helpful. If somebody can help you, yeah. then you just recruit other people for support to assist yeah. you through the process, right? Thank you. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Good luck. Let us keep us posted, okay? Okay, we'll do. Thanks again. Appreciate it. Thank you, Bob. Thanks, Thanks Todd. Thank you. Thanks, Todd. And it's just a great conversation, Ashwini, because at least in my experience, when conditioning can keep those those steps really big and and usually vague, you know, it just seems mm-hmm. like this amorphous mass. That the only point of it is is to keep me, you know, my attention with conditioning. But if I can, you know, make those intentions, break those steps down, you just take that one little thing. And it's like, hmm, well, I can do that. And then the next thing is, well, I think I can do that. And then he's mm-hmm. by, by the end, you've you've you finished whatever you were hoping yeah. to attend to. Yes, and more importantly, I mean, stringing all these things together, it's done without self hate. It's done without mm-hmm. suffering, and it's and and ego's not in charge of it. And we really get in touch with uh, our own power, right, or the power of the intelligence that we are. Yeah, and part of that last piece for me, at least, is that you know, there's like a I always view it as like a retraining I'm in. You know, because mm-hmm. like, mm-hmm. you know, it's like, well, here's how, how normally it operates. And it's like, so I do this once, do this twice, I do this 20 times. And at some point, it does become sort of innate. But in the, mm-hmm. at the beginning, it really takes a lot of awareness and practice to make a conscious choice each time. Yes, I'm going to take the step. Yes, I'm going to watch the process. Yes, mm-hmm. I'm going to record, mm-hmm. you know, yeah. and then, and then yeah. you know, it, it you know, <laughs> as people always say, you know, practice yes. works. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and and the and the way you just laid it out, it's internalizing uh, the, um, the 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 mechanisms of success. Mm-hmm. Mm. Internalizing the mechanisms of success, I like that. Right, that I remember. I'm I am going to. I'm, this is how I'm going to do it. I do it one step at a time, small amounts at a time no self-hate, interrupt the conversation. Those are the, the specifics that I train in. And over time, because that toolbox is available, I mean, to use a sports analogy, right? I train my left hand, I train my right, I mean, my backhand, my forehand, my serve, my volley, my rallying game, my uh, at-the-net game, all of those things individually. And then at a game, they, in, in a game, they all become available to me. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. It's great. All right, Ashwini, that brings us to the end of tonight's open air. And well, we thank will... you, Bob, for stepping in. All right, thank you for giving me the opportunity. And we'll hear okay. from more callers next week. Go happy. All right, go happy. <laughs>